Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, the, well, weekly-ish show when the show comes back, discussing the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hey, Palmer, how you doing? This show's cursed. (laughs) Every time since, like, the, since the finale, every time we've gone to record a show, something's happened, like, ten minutes before we start recording. Ruby Rose quit the day that we were gonna the day that we were recording the season finale. Uh huh. Uh, Naya Riviera went. I forget if she disappeared or if they finally pronounced like found her. I think it was between the two. It was between the two. I think. Yeah. Um, We also had Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green announcing their split up, and now today Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ten minutes before we start recording, the <laughs> literally news ten minutes. That the news breaks that she passed away. I, <laughs> I, I'm not recording for the rest of the year. I don't care what happens. I don't care if like three episodes somehow leak. <laughs> We're not recording for the rest of the year. I mean, and I have to laugh because otherwise I'll cry. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's at the point now. Where I just, if I don't laugh, I will cry. Yeah. I, man. She was, um, I, was it last year? Last year or the year before, I saw the, um, I saw the movie that they made based on her life with, um, was it not, was, it wasn't Daisy Ridley. Oh, I don't even know who was in it. It was the woman from, it was the woman from the, uh, one movie. I will look that up. Yeah, she was. I believe she's British, but it was a really good movie. And, you know, obviously I knew uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg from being on the Supreme Court, but I didn't know all the stuff she had done in her life. Um, And she had in a really she had a really an amazing life. Absolutely Uh, amazing. Won a Star Wars. Apparent. I can never spell rogue correctly. It's not R-O-U-G-E. It's right. I always spell it R O U G E. I spell it Rouge. Felicity Jones. <laughs> Felicity okay. Jones is the uh, is the actress. Um, she did a really good job, and for the most part, I do like her. I do like her acting to begin with. Um, but yeah, so if no one out there has seen it, uh, the movie is called On the Basis of Sex, uh, and it was very very good. But she passed away literally ten minutes before we came on, so. I don't know what else is going to happen this year, but um, we got three-ish months to go. And I just, please, just let the rest of the year be uneventful. That's all I ask. I'm not asking for anything good. I'm literally asking for nothing. (laughs) I've given up hoping for anything good. Can you just have anything not bad? Is is what we're resigned to now at this point. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, so in August and in September, DC had 
their special online event fandom. The August, it was originally supposed to be one day, and then they decided they had so much that it was good. they split it up into two days. So basically, movies and games were day one in August. The TV side was day two, uh, which was just this past week. Um, so we have some things to talk about. Unlike, yes. unlike a normal show where we're mainly Batwoman, we're just going to talk about the stuff that uh, interests us out of fandom because uh, we saw the Batwoman panel. There wasn't a whole lot that came out, but we will discuss that. We will discuss. Yes. We will discuss the new the announcement of a new cast member for this year. Uh, but before that, um, one of the things that I was really looking forward to at Fandom was the was the uh, trailer for the Zack Snyder's version of the Justice League, and it looks amazing. I oh, don't I, didn't, re- I didn't even see that. How dare you? I'm weird, okay? Like, I my superhero relationship, for lack of a better term, is very strange. I love the DC TV shows, but I don't like the DC movies, and I hate the Marvel shows, but I love the Marvel movies. I'm weird. So I didn't really pay attention to Yeah, you like to... Marvel. Of course, that's weird. That goes without saying. <laughs> I didn't really pay any attention to any of the DC movie stuff. Well, the trailer is awesome. Ben Affleck is back as Batman, which is really all that matters. But that's coming out down. I think they've they haven't given it an official uh, date yet. It's going to be on HBO Max. However, there's been some there's been some leaks that it's supposedly going to be uh, around fall of next year, which I don't know if I can wait that long. But okay. Uh, oh, this is the Snyder cut that everybody was asking for, right? Yes. Yep. Got it. Okay, I'm with you now. Yep. Um, over the week, uh, over the weekend, uh, Junkie XL, who was originally supposed to do the Justice League soundtrack, uh, released a clip of the theme song that he is working on, because with them finishing the Zack Snyder version of it, he's back to do the soundtrack. Uh, it sounded. Awesome. I love Hans Zimmer, and I think he might be my favorite. Uh, he might be my favorite superhero movie composer outside of just the original Superman theme by John Williams. Uh, but Junkie XL is going to knock it out of the park on his on his score. Uh, we also found out that Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck will be back playing Batman in the Flash movie, when and if that ever gets made, because I'm still not entirely certain it's ever going to get made. Yeah, I'm not so sure either. Um, And that pretty much did it on the movie end for me. There was not a lot else that I was... I wouldn't say too interested in. Like, I'm interested in uh, Black Adam when it comes out, or Shazam 2, Aquaman 2, but just not to the extent of the Zack Snyder Justice League. So I can kind of wait for those things to kind of come up on the TV side. There was a bunch of panels that I know you watched. Yes. A a couple I watched. So, um, one that I believe we both watched was the Lucifer panel. Yes. I was just about to bring that up and it was all about the musical episode, which I haven't seen because I've been a little bit busy. So I do plan on binging Lucifer this weekend. How, I mean, I only know two people 
that watch Lucifer, and both of you have put this off, and it's rather upsetting that I'm the one ahead. <laughs> well, 2020. Like, like seriously. Well, it it dropped on my birthday, but I was already mid binge on another on another show, and I didn't want to. So was I, to- and you know what I did? I stopped. <laughs> I hate stopping mid binge. It I hate it. If I if I start something, I'm going to finish it. But I will get through Lucifer this weekend. I'm actually really excited to do that. Especially yeah, well then I was setting up my new computer and that took way longer than I thought. Uh, fine. When <laughs> when you transfer basically through over a thousand video clips onto your laptop it takes a while. You're supposed to have them at the at Best Buy do that for you. Uh, yeah, no. I do all my stuff myself. Uh, all right. So you haven't seen Lucifer yet, but the musical episode is not in this part of the season that dropped. It is going to be in season what what season? Five B. It's it's in season five B. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. Blah. I know. Well, I mean, this panel was after the show dropped, so. Uh, but I, I I love like the whole concept of like a musical episode. Like I didn't think I would for Lucifer, but it is kind of perfect. And like the little bit that we saw and so, how excited they all were about it, yes, I was like, so, this is so awesome. So the the scene that got released and you can see it on YouTube was the scene for the song "Another One Bites the Dust," which uh, starts off with Lucifer and Chloe, Chloe and um. Oh, what is her name? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they're, you know, they're in the middle of like a football stadium with a dead body. So the was, the song was a college football game, right? Yeah, college or high school. Um, so the entire song takes place with them singing and dancing inside of this empty college stadium with a dead ref who at one point gets up and starts singing. Uh, it was. It was really weird and still oddly fit the tone of Lucifer. It was it was weird but perfect and I loved it. So did I. And the thing is, like like Tom uh, Tom Ellis can sing. He can sing really well. We've heard him sing. Ella Ella him. is her name. Ella, yes. So uh, Tom can sing. He can play piano. He is musically inclined. So is um. Lauren Gurman, who plays Chloe? I was going to – no, the the demon begins with an M. Oh, 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 oh. Mace. Mace, yep. Uh, she can also sing because she does sing in an episode uh, in in 9A and 5A. Right. Uh, and I believe she has sung before, but there's a noir. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure she's sung before. Yeah, there's a noir episode in season 5A. Oh, where I she hate played... noir episodes. Oh no, it's great. It might be my okay. favorite episode. Uh, she plays, she plays her mother basically. Ooh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So, and she's a she's a lounge singer. So, she was really good in that episode. But so you have those two people who are musically inclined. I don't think anyone else on the cast is because there were some there was some bad singing going on in that clip. But it worked for the show. <laughs> it and really I'm, did and I'm work happy for the it show. Was. Yeah, like, it wasn't, wasn't auto tuned, and I will say I like that the whole cast kind of because they had the option to not um, 
sing like you can do it like they could sing they could dance they could do both they had the option to kind of pick how much they actually wanted to do and they all kind of because they said that in the panel and they all the whole cast was like all in and just they all jumped in head first and kind of went on this crazy ride nice yeah and so i i can't wait to see that entire episode in context me because too. it looks like because it looks like something is going on but nobody knows exactly what because it looks like it looks like lucifer is seeing everybody sing but he's not aware like he's the only one who can see it and he's not sure why it's happening right so it'll be interesting to see if it ties into what's been going on in 5a with um with his brother that showed up michael Ugh, michael yep so that was lucifer there was also the panel for the lois lane and superman show i loved that panel Oh, good. You did see it. Yes. I did not. I did not watch it completely, but I know everything that they kind of talked about. So what were some of your takeaways from this panel? I I really enjoyed it. I love how excited Tyler is to eat Superman, how excited they both are to be Superman and Lois. I love that they're they've kind of given them teenage sons, which they kind of used um, crisis as a way to sort of jump off and change things and age them up a little bit to give them the start for the new show, which I like. And it's going to be interesting to kind of see the family dynamic between the four of them, especially if the boys have Kryptonian powers. I'm kind of curious to see where that goes. They better. I'm really excited to see the suit because the suit, they did say that they're going to get him a new suit for the show and yeah. it sounds really freaking awesome. Yeah, we've seen a new we've seen a new crest on online because um, it might have been it might have been Bitsy who was showing off a who was showing off a picture of the script that she was reading online that had a new version of the S. And did you see the part where they all tried to like draw the Superman logo? Yes, I did. Did you also see did you also see Bitsy afterwards posting up another image where she she had said, like, after my disastrous attempt on during the panel, after we jumped off, I immediately drew another one just to prove that I could actually do it. And she showed the other one, which I thought was such a lowest lane thing to do. Oh, like, my the God, first no, one I wasn't good that. En- yeah, she was like, the first one wasn't good enough. See, I can actually do this. Um. A couple things that I didn't like to hear from the panel was the framing of Lana as the one who got away, I think, is one of the worst ideas humanly possible. Uh, Yeah, I was a little uh, I mean, I'm glad that they solidified that he's not going to cheat, that Lois and Superman like that Lois and he and Superman are going to be fine or Lois and you know Clark however you want to word that that right. they're that they're not breaking them up which thank god cuz on this network I never know um but even then like I still wouldn't put it past them like if this goes longer than a season which, you know I mean who, it's pretty much guaranteed to yeah who's to say but when I so everyone was like people were complaining I complained online about it I know um Lauren who does the who does the podcast about the show on MetPod 
also complained about it, and people like were jumping in like, well, they said she, he wasn't going to cheat, and you know, it's it's fine, it's a typical thing to do. It's it's not like there are things that I think you can change about Superman's character to kind of drag him out of the 30s or or Christopher Reeves version just to make him a little bit more relevant in today's world. But one of the things I don't think because it's it's just kind of like the core to his character as far as his upbringing with the with the Kents is he won't. He doesn't have a wandering eye, and I don't even mean that in the sense of like he might cheat as much as they're saying. Like there's visible moments where there's interactions between him and Lana that make Lois uncomfortable, and that's not yes. something Clark would ever do to Lois. No, that uh, yeah, no, and I don't have as much experience with Superman. I have none. This is literally my only experience, but from what I do know, like. Lois is his end game and he would not stray from that. And right. I don't, it's a little strange. I will say I'm interested to see the dynamic between Lois and her father. That really did kind of pique my interest a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Yes. That'll be, that'll be good because they've always had, they've always had a weird relationship in the comics. Um, I also, I'm not sure I love the idea of, their sons, for one, I don't like the fact that they're they have sons plural. Uh, I they only in the comics they only have Jonathan. I don't know where this other kid cropped up from, but all right, they have two sons. I don't like the the idea that those sons will also be in some sort of love triangle with Lana's daughter. Now, is Lana going to be played by the, by Jenna Duan? Because she was in Supergirl, wasn't she? No, um, no, that was. That was Lucy. Yes, that was um, that was Lois's sister. Okay, so I was yes. getting those. Confused. Yeah, um, Lana Lang is a childhood sweetheart of Clark, back from when they were in Smallville. In the comics, she was basically invented because they did a Superboy comic, and then they realized that well, we don't have Lois, we need somebody else. So they created Lana Lang, and they needed to stay on, like, the not necessarily the family-friendly side, but there was a lot of stuff that they couldn't do because of the comics code. So this period of time in comics is just weird. And then you have, then you have Lois Lane get her own comic, which was great, but then a lot of it, like, revolves around her and Lana kind of fighting for Clark before, before Lois and Clark are together. And it's just weird. It's silly. No one really ever cared about Lana Lang until Smallville came around, and this is one of the huge reasons I hate Smallville, is because now Lana's like in the zeitgeist of Superman fandom, and there are a lot of people like, well, he should be with Lana. No, shut up. No, it's it's go, Lois Lane or bust. I mean, yeah, I don't watch even literally anything else. Clearly, but it's it's Lois Lane or nobody else. Like it's. There's yeah. not even a contest. And if anybody actually thinks that there's a different universe where we live in where something else happens, I don't even – No. Like, I don't want to be any part of that. And because they're filming in Vancouver again, which is where Smallville was, was filmed, they're actually filming – they got permits to film at a lot of the same locations, 
which makes me think like they were just like like the people that signed on to make this TV show were like we want to make Smallville but 20 years later so let's just do this and with somebody who actually wants to wear the suit uh this is true because uh <laughs> he he never wanted to wear the suit in Smallville <laughs> which i don't even understand how that's a thing like because people the let them get away with it but even still like how do you get the chance to be a young superman and not want to wear the suit because you have way too much ego i just i mean that's ridiculous and stupid i, I agree i <laughs> i fully agree <laughs> And that is one of the many reasons why Tom Welling for me is like dead last in the people who played Clark. Um, yeah, because I wouldn't even classify him as a Superman because he never actually. Oh yeah, absolutely not. He was he was the red blur, the red and blue blur was the nickname that he was given on the show. And every day I hear, every time I hear it, I die a little inside. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> So that was the lowest in that was the lowest lane in Superman show panel. What other panels did you watch? I watched the one for Stargirl. I watched The Flash. I watched Legends. I watched Batwoman, of course. I watched Black Lightning. And I watched uh the boss female one too. Boss female. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so what's coming up on Flash and Legends and Um Legends is going to be dealing a lot with aliens this season, which, all right. Um, they also announced that they have casted somebody else that's going to be joining the Wave Rider. Um, I forget is it her Bebo? name. No, I wish. Um, it's somebody else. I forget her name. She was just on um, Chicago PD this season. I have to look up her name. I want to say, let's see if I can pull it up really fast. But they did say that Sarah's going to spend a good part of the first part of the season separate from the team. So we're going to be seeing the team sort of functioning without her while we also see wherever um, wherever she actually is. Okay. Which I'm kind of interested to see that because the last thing we did see was literally Sarah getting beamed up to wherever. Okay. Let's see. Lisette Lisette Chavez, who was um, on Chicago PD last year, uh, she's been cast in the role of Esperanza Spooner Cruz. That is a name. Right? Tough and self-sufficient, Spooner Cruz lives off the grid, devising ingenious tech for the detection of and defense against space aliens. And while some might call her paranoid, she calls it being prepared. A survivor of a childhood alien encounter, Spooner now believes she has the ability to communicate telepathically with aliens, making her the perfect recruit for Wave Rider captains Sarah Lance. Ava Sharp and the legends who in season six will be hunting down extraterrestrials who have been displaced throughout history. Huh. That sounds very much like a, um, a legends of tomorrow. plotline. Yes. On paper, it sounds completely insane and ridiculous, but watch it be brilliant. I mean, it probably, it'll probably be good. I can't, not going to lie. It sounds, it sounds like, uh, it has the potential to be good. What do we have going on with The Flash? I know they're going to... So, I forget if this came out at DC Fandom or not. But they, in their infinite wisdom, 
decided that they are going to recast Ralph Dibney on The Flash. Which – and we, we kind of got into a bit of a debate about this when the news broke. I might have come out of the first weekend of fandom, but it was definitely out before this last day of fandom. But um, I actually don't mind – that they're recasting Ralph, and I'll tell you why. And I told you this in DM. But at the point in which we left the season, Ralph was literally standing right there. Like, he was literally standing there in the room when they said, let's go get Iris. So how are we going to theoretically direct pickup from that moment and have him not be there? It makes he no sense. He had to go to the bathroom. I, I understand that they are re- – and they're just recasting him to wrap up his story, and then he's going to be gone, right? That was my understanding of it. I mean, even if they are, my whole thing – I'm fine with them recasting Ralph. Like, I don't have – I don't have an issue if they recasted him or if they didn't. But what I'm saying is they decided that recast – like, they had to recast Ralph, but they didn't have to recast Kate Kane. And see, I still and this this will segue us into the Batwoman panel, but I'm wondering if they are going to recast Kate Kane. And I said this when we discussed um, the creation of Ryan Wilder. Yes. When yes. we found out about that. Yeah. I feel like they might still recast Kate, but they're going to wait till they find the right Kate. And I think that actually might be the smarter play just because they haven't recasted her now doesn't mean they won't. Okay. So yes, we're both under the impression that we're gonna we're gonna get a new Kate Kane. Um, but I'm just going with the outward appearance of if you take them at their word, they felt. And granted, it is two different shows, but it's ultimately all under Berlanti, uh, Berlanti's flag, and ultimately it was Greg Berlanti that was credited with talking Caroline out of recasting Kate. So. It's just weird to me that they would recast a sub character instead of a main character. And you're right. Like, it's just like if you pick up right from that scene, it's hard to get around him not being there. But because you can just cut down the scene like you can you can kind of zoom in the image enough to just crop him out and then you never have to hear from him again. But I also wonder, too, like. And I I know Greg said, let's not recast her. But did he say permanently or did he say, let's not rush recast her and try to find somebody just so we can start production? From the way Caroline, from everything that's out there, the way Caroline says it is, let's not recast her. But we believe that we believe that they will recast her and that she will come. They'll have a Kate Kane probably by the end of season. That's what me and you, but yeah, and I, everything and that's been released is we're not recasting her point blank period, end of sentence. Because, and even coming out of that panel and hearing how Kate's disappearance, segueing into the Batwoman panel now, um, mm-hmm. how Kate's disappearance is going to sort of be a story focus of the season because so many one different people have, one of them have so many yep. different, theories on what happened and different reactions to it makes me even more sure that eventually we're going to get a new Kate Kane. But I think it is smart of them if we are in fact getting a new Kate Kane to wait until they find the perfect one. 
to try to recast the role just so we could have somebody in the suit to start production. Mm-hmm. If they get this wrong, the show's over. Agreed. So, all right. So now we're on to the Batwoman panel. I am gonna get, I'm gonna get this out of the way at up at the top. I'm gonna list my least favorite things about the panel first. Okay. And then we can discuss like the good stuff that came out. One, uh, is it Cam? It uh, Cam, who plays Luke Fox. What the hell was that mustache, man? Okay. See, I loved that. I I don't know what he was thinking. That mustache looks good on no man. <laughs> and see. I've got much for facial hair on men either, but I really liked his quarantine look. And I, I actually I don't even I think the weird thing is, like, how far how far ago did they record this panel? Because he's um, been on Instagram with with Mary Hamilton. And I'm pretty sure they were recorded the first day of, of fandom. fandom. And okay. then they were, yeah, I think they recorded all the panels and did all the panels on that day. They just okay. didn't release them because, um, Jalicia, I think that's how you pronounce her name. The Javicia. new Batwoman, Jalicia. Yeah. She, she did a couple different panels, but she was wearing the same outfit in all of them. And one okay. of the ones she did was the boss female panel. And that was one of the ones that went live the first day of fandom. Right. Yeah. All right. His mustache was, oh boy. Um, second. They kick off the panel with a with a season one sizzle reel, basically. Did you Let's notice did you notice something odd about this season one sizzle reel? You mean the fact that it didn't have anything having to do with Ruby Rose in it? Yes. What the hell? <laughs> um like <laughs> like don't really? Really? <laughs> And then they talk about how, like, important she is to the show. Not necessarily – actually, they did They did an incredible job at never referencing the name Ruby Rose. Or even, or even those two individual words. Like, they – yeah, they didn't even mention her at all. So it makes you wonder, were – is she on as many as, – as good of a terms as they're trying to make us think they are, that she was, because well, they did a I mean, really. I mean, they... Ruby did. Ruby did say. Um, Ruby had finally talked in an interview or that about about her decision to leave, and she did say like the um, like one of like she didn't let her back heal properly when she had the surgery, um, and that like. So she had lingering effects with that and then carrying the show. And she even said, like, it did affect, like, on set chemistry. Yeah, because she wasn't in a good mood. So it affected everything. It's basically the gist of what I got from it. Right. Which is which is fine. Like, if you're not in a good mood, it's going to be hard for you to really be like a happy go lucky person on the set. And I understand that. Like, I am not saying I am not saying like she was difficult to work with or that she was um, needlessly witchy, but she did say like like she wasn't she wasn't happy, and that definitely affected other parts of the other parts of the show. So you're right; there could be a lot more animosity there that that we don't know about. Um, but I just felt it was really odd that the sizzle reel doesn't show Kate at all, 
and then they try and tell us like how important Kate is to the show. <laughs> like, well, because according to you, the first season she wasn't in there. Yeah, it was like nobody even even mentioned her. Like they didn't even ask how how anybody felt about Ruby leaving, which I feel like I I understand. I honestly understand not doing that. Like you want to. This was about looking forward to season two. Oh, and especially, and you know what, too, it might have been because um, they were introducing the new Batwoman on the panel because she was probably there the whole time and just right. waiting yep. to be and, revealed. So, and so, so I get not asking about their thoughts on Ruby on Ruby leaving because they've had time to kind of address that on their own social media or in other things before this. Did anyone? I don't even know. Uh, I believe they have. I thought. I thought Cam had said something with Ruby leave, like when Ruby left, but so I can see not bringing her leaving up, but I don't see like cutting her out of the sizzle reel like that. To me, the biggest, the biggest affront is cutting her out of the reel is very like burying her and trying to pretend it didn't, she didn't happen. Right. And then you go on and be like, well, you know, this show's about, this show's about, you know, the Kane family minus Kate, apparently. Um, and did you wonder why Jacob wasn't at the panel? Uh, because, well, neither was Julia. So I'm going to go with they're not officially uh, they're not officially listed as um, like they're they're probably officially categorized as reoccurring. And not, oh, there! For some reason, I thought I thought he was he was a, right, and he'll probably be in more episodes than not. But he might not. It, it also could have been like he just didn't have the time. No, oh, that could like be. I don't I don't know what he's doing. And they pretty much had like the they pretty much had the main the main people there. As much as Jacob is a huge part of the show, him not being on the panel didn't really strike me as odd. Okay. Was there um, anything else you didn't love about the panel? I think that might have been it. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, yeah. Mary Kay. Yeah, no, that was that was basically it. Um, you know, Carolyn or Caroline. I. Um, Caroline. Caroline. Caroline yeah. Um. Yeah, I it's that I'm whole, kinda, the I'm whole Kate he- thing just kind of threw me off. And yeah. at the very beginning, it, it did leave a bad taste in my mouth. But, you know, the the rest of the panel had some good news and some good setup. So let's talk about let's talk about some of the good stuff coming. Can we just start this off by saying I'm so excited by the prospect of Ryan Wilder now? Like, you okay. know, why? I, well, first of all, I love the actress. Like, Javicia, I love her so much. She's such a badass. Like, she just she just radiates positivity and light, and she looks so happy and so excited to be a part of this. They all seem so excited to have her join the family that, like, as soon as I heard this casting news, I was all in. Okay. And seeing her as part of this panel and seeing how excited she is made me even more all in. I I honestly can't wait to see what happens with her. Um, as we've as we discussed, I always think that there was a there was gonna be a character of Ryan Wilder in the second season. I think who she is as far as like her impact on the show has changed since they decided to upgrade her to Batwoman. 
Yes. Uh, aside from that, uh, I know nothing about Jabesia other than she is insane and names her plants. <laughs> I loved that. That was adorable. <laughs> and they were all named after singers, too, weren't they? Yeah, they were, like, they named were... after, like, divas, and it was just so yeah. awesome. Um, so, which apparently, like, Rachel was all for, too. Yeah, because apparently she loves plants, too. Like, yep. that's so awesome. And, like, the whole cast was so welcoming to her. And, like, well, really, the whole, like, DC family, because, like, when they announced, like, all of the yeah, shows Grant. did, like, a welcome thing. Yep. So, yeah, I'm I'm really looking. They, they look like they're all going to get along really well together. Um, some of the other things that got brought up at the panel was how was how people – um, namely me, but I'm not in the minority. Everyone loves Alice. Yes. And want Alice to succeed. Yes. Uh, I I don't think they were expecting that, or at least I don't think she was. I don't know. It was, and it was because it's really because of Rachel. Like Rachel brings so much to the character that you can't like, like you just can't help but love her. Right, you feel for her, even though you know she does these awful, terrible things. But right, like, like if she's... this is, like if this is, if this is in the hands of somebody less lovable, then it's then you get. It's to a that completely different of, character. Right, and I don't want to say it's a bad thing on Rachel's part. Like, no, it's a great you know, thing. She, yeah, because if you can, if you can make someone feel for you, even though you do the most awful, terrible things, that's good on you. Yeah. Um, so we find out that Kate has disappeared. No one knows how or why, which I think is kind of odd, but nobody or knows where she is. What they happened? They all have different theories, yeah. They all kind of have different theories. Um, Sophie, uh, Sophie is still at the Crows, yes. Yeah, she is still at the Crows. I think, didn't Cam suggest something in the panel about like making her the new commissioner Gordon kind of Cam, Cam was hoping that we would see in this season, Sophie kind of keep rising through the crows and become like a commissioner Gordon type character, because we don't have that with Jacob. Jacob is very anti Batwoman and anti vigilantes. I kind of, I, and I kind of loved that idea when I heard it. And yeah, and they kind of already have been doing that. Like Sophie is on Batwoman's side. She doesn't have the same clout as Jacob in the Crows, obviously, but she has the ability to give Batwoman a heads up when the Crows are coming or if the Crows, you know, find out something on on a criminal. So she has the ability to funnel funnel stuff to Batwoman like Commissioner Gordon would. Now, they did reference that at the beginning, her and Ryan Wilder aren't really that chummy. Yeah, so and I that's going to be interesting. I also think it's going to be interesting that she and Luke aren't that chummy either. Right, yeah, because uh, Cam was saying that Luke is, is very protective, and it took him like, so long to get used to, to Kate. And I'm like, really? I don't think that was what happened. But okay, um, so Ryan's the outsider coming into this. She is supposedly supposed to help heal the canes of Mary and Jacob. Um, we have Mary and we have Mary and Luke still together. 
which yay and i love how much he ships them <laughs> um it's the cutest I, thing i did like the offhanded joke of pairing sophie with alice oh yes they they mentioned that and I, like i know they were kidding but part of me went hmm i kind of really like that the person yes. in me who loves soap operas is like oh yep. that's dark I, and twisted and give it to me I would be good with that. I was like, so, so I, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So Alice. All right. So that was, that was a lot of the stuff in the panel. Some of the things that came out before the panel was they cast the actress who will be playing Zephia and her name is. You sent it to me. In yeah. DM, but I don't yeah, think it I was it. the group one. Okay. Savani Guy, or and, G-H-A-I. She is a British actress. Um, she's been in the TV show Dominion. She has also been in the movie London Has Fallen. Uh, she was also in something else that I saw that I was like, oh, I saw that, but I don't remember her because it was like years and years ago. But I will say good on you because they didn't say who she was playing yet when they announced right. the casting. But you had and I took one look at her and said, "Ooh, she could make a good villain. And then you said that she was going to be Sephia. Yes. And I mean, yeah, like I guessed it right. But I mean, this is the first piece of casting that we had for season two. And they were like, we're casting her in season two and she's going to be a regular. So I'm like, who like, all right, who else is there? And technically, it's the second because the first was Javicia. You're right. So, so it was like, all right, we already have the new Ryan Wilder. So Sephia, um, apparently, and they they kind of hinted at this. They didn't. I don't think they said it directly in the panel, but they kind of hinted at this that they changed the end of season one so that Alice became the focus of Sephia's attention because at the beginning in the season when we first hear about her and in the middle she's going after kate well yeah they had to change it without kate there right so so that means whatever they whenever uh ruby decided that she wasn't coming back and then when they cut back on episodes like they they still figured out a way to do to change her to change her look because I had forgotten that they had put Alice in her path at the very end. And I thought what we were going to get was her still going after Julia for backing out on Julia's agreement to help her get Batwoman. Cause that was what that remember that we found out that was what originally right. brought Julia back to Gotham was to help her get Batwoman. And then she finds out Batwoman's Kate. So she's like, I'm not going to help her. And then she started threatening Sophie by with taking pictures of them together. Right, right. I remember all that. And it, I do wonder now, and remember I said when we were discussing all of this, if we weren't going to be in a better place to set up for the new character had we had the last two episodes we were supposed to have. Hmm. And I'm wondering even more now if that would have been the case. There was a line in the in the second because the first uh, the casting announcement was on a Twitter from like Deadline. The actual 
article I sent you the next day that says she is uh, Safia, there was a line from Carolyn Dryers, and she said, I didn't want to bring her in. I didn't want to bring her on in season one because I think she would have gotten lost with Hush and all the cool stuff we were doing with Batwoman coming coming into her own. And obviously Batwoman and Alice. So we just hinted at her. But now that we've established her as a person that Alice is terrified of, I'm excited to bring her in as the big bad, at least from Alice's point of view, because she's the one person we'll find out, knows how Alice's mind work, and is able to manipulate her. Um, it did sound like in the in the um, article that she was going to be in season one at some point. And I think when they, when they found out they had to cut back the, the episodes, they probably changed it around a bit. Now I do wonder if, cause there's a, there's still, even though we have how Alice became Alice, once Alice turned 18, we don't know what happened to her. Correct. So, so in um there is a loose connection to Alice and Sephia in the comics and there is um yeah there's a loose connection to them in the comics however what it's seeing like more and more is in Batwoman Rebirth I'm pretty sure it was yeah I'm pretty sure it was Rebirth in the Batwoman Rebirth storyline we find out that after Kate leaves the um the military school she goes on like a drinking binge she goes out onto a boat falls off during the cruise she washes up on this island of coriana which is run by Sephia, and she pretty much stays there for about a year she becomes her lover they have a really intense relationship and then kate decides like she has to leave or she's forced to leave i forget you know i forget why but coriana is basically a is basically like an island an island of all these different like mobs and pirates that essentially can go to this one island and it's like whatever you do on the outside is fine you just don't bring it to the island and you don't kind of go after each other on the island it's you know it's almost like a safe haven for all these different right you know kind of um seedy groups it's and super secret fight club kind of <laughs> and um and Sephia is the one who kind of oversees it. It almost, from what Carolyn was saying there, like she's able to manipulate Alice. It almost sounds like they're going to give Alice Kate's time with her on the island. So I think we're going to find out after she leaves, after her and Mouse leave. And I don't know if Mouse will be with her, but I think we'll see in flashbacks of her going to the island and not necessarily being in a romantic relationship with Sephia. I don't know if they're going to go in that direction with Alice's character. Have but I they think that, um, specified where Alice falls in terms of her sexuality? Uh, I don't believe so. They No, I don't believe that they have. But, like, Alice would strike me as, like, the type of person, it's just, like, like whatever. Yeah, what I feel else? like, she goes, like whatever the, she goes whatever way the wind blows. Yeah, so, I, but again, like, I don't know if they'll put her in a romantic relationship with Sephia in a flashback. But I think we're going to get like we're going to get a we're going to get a distilled version of Kate's time with Sephia with Alice instead. And I do like that we still get Alice because I wasn't sure what not having Kate there was going to do to Alice's story, because in the first season they were so intertwined. 
Exactly. And it was funny because I had, I didn't even think because we were we actually talked about that a lot. Like Kate was so was so integral to the show. Like without Kate, you don't have motivation for Alice. Um, Hush still kind of has his motivation. You don't get the payoff with Jacob and the Crows. So there was a lot of things that without Kate kind of fall by the wayside. But I think pivoting Sephia with Alice gives Alice a reason to stay on. Yes. At least through season two and kind of maybe find her own way. And I still feel like Kate's going to be a motivating factor of this season. It's just going to be a what happened to Kate and how does Kate's disappearance affect the other characters and maybe shift their characters into different directions. My my two guesses, my realistic guess is Sephia kidnapped her. Somehow she got somehow she got to Kate and kind of squirreled her away. That's my like realistic. If we're going to get Kate back, it's going to be like, she's going to be found being held by Sephia. My more outlandish theory is Jacob has her. Ooh, do tell. I mean, again, just like he's, he kind of finds a way to, he kind of finds a way to take her off the board or maybe he finds out she's Kate. You think and he takes Bat? He think you think he takes Batwoman, and then realizes Batwoman is Kate. I believe that would yeah. Or I think he finds out that it like I think maybe he found out it was Kate, and then he kind of takes her off the board while she's Kate and not Batwoman. Do you think that he, if he hasn't already in the time that we've been off screen, do you think that? Batwoman disappearing when Kate disappears is going to make him put two and two together. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, He's just too, he's too smart not to like, he knows I'm relatively, no, no, he doesn't know Bruce Wayne was Batman. I don't think, but um, I, he's a little too smart to, to be played off as that dumb. Or do you think that the grief over whatever happened to Kate will sort of prevent him from putting that together. I don't think there'll be a grief. Like, I, mean, I think he'll just be like, oh, Kate left again. His daughter is missing again. Ooh, a different okay, but here's, here's the thing. Where is, like, we know she's missing. We know Kate is missing, and hence Batwoman. As far as the Gotham people go, Luke knows she's missing. Mary knows she's missing. Sophie might know. But... To Jacob, it could just as easily be like, you know, she's off doing whatever she wants. Where he where he doesn't know that Kate and Batwoman are the same. So you don't think he's going to think that Kate's in any danger? You think Kate's just he's going to think that Kate just up and left? I I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Now, so it'll be interesting. But if Jacob has her, then that's like par for the course for the Kane family. I was having the discussion with with uh one of our listeners on twitter that like the one thing you can never do is trust anybody in the kane family if you're related to them yeah no definitely not <laughs> last season you had last season you had um kate, so many backstabbings oh my you god you had kate backstab alice alice backstab kate jacob backstab alice alice backstab jacob like and all for kind of legitimate reasons, 
But we were discussing – I was discussing with the listener that, like, in in one of the last – I believe it's in the last episode, Kate said, like, his – the fact that Jacob backstabbed Batwoman in the football field was more, was more hurtful than any of the bullets. Yeah. But to me, like, I – I get where she's coming from, but Jacob doesn't know that that woman is Kate. So I like I'm not saying it's stupid for her to take it personally, but I like there's a line like he betrayed Batwoman. He didn't betray Kate. But Kate is Batwoman, so Kate doesn't see a difference. Right. And like I said, like because of where she, like where her where her viewpoint is that's what it is but like if you step out from there and look at it as a whole like luke could have been like look yeah he backstabbed you and that's i'm not saying that that's good but he didn't backstab you personally now here's an interesting question what do you think mary is going to look like without kate because again so much I mean, she's got Luke, yeah, but so much of her character, so much of her story last season was wanting that relationship with Kate, and they're finally in a good place, and she's gone, on top of losing her mom. Like, I think it's, I think Mary could go down a very interesting road. She could. It depends on if they keep her and Luke together. I think if they keep her and Luke together, she's going to be fine. I could also see maybe Ryan being an issue between them and not necessarily like ryan because obviously ryan doesn't ryan's gay so it's not gonna be in a romantic i believe ryan is bi oh i didn't even okay well i still don't think javicia is bi i I believe ryan is also bi okay but i don't think it's going to be in a romantic sense i do think that whether luke is accepting of ryan or mary's accepting of ryan and luke is not i think that Ryan could be an issue between Luke and Mary either way, because I feel like one of them is going to be accepting of her and the other one is not. It's just a matter of who, who, which one is which. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It also, I just thought of it. It'll be interesting to see if Luke finds out that Sephia is behind um, his father's murder. Ooh, yeah, I'm actually really. That'll be interesting as well. Plus, we have Hush running around as Batman, or not as Batman, but as Bruce Wayne. Will Will so will Luke assume that Kate just disappeared because Bruce Wayne's back, and now that Bruce Wayne's back, maybe Hush will be running around as Batman? Yeah, so many interesting ways this could go. I'm way more interested and excited about season two now, and I'm so mad we have to wait until January to get it. Well, I mean, it's it's like three it's four months right so october november december we're four months away unless like something happens and we find out the last joke of 2020 and is december Don't. 31st like by the way we still have another three months of 2020 left <sighs> don't even put that in the universe <laughs> so we have we have till january to to kind of figure all this out there we know that they're filming now Every you know they started filming right before Fandom, uh, so they're filming. The question will be now: When will we get footage? When will we get the first shots of Javicia in the outfit? 
they've kind of hinted that the outfit is going to be different. Yes. That, that the outfit was going to kind of reflect her her personality a little bit more and her um, like ethnic background a little bit. Could they drop any of this at New York Comic Con? Since well, New York Comic Con is online this year. Okay, they're doing it online. Yeah. Um, so it is possible New York Comic Con would be in about a month. Uh, so yeah, it is very possible because they're going to be doing panels just like San Diego did online. So that would be that would be the time frame that I think because that would give you about a month and a half of of shooting would be enough time to get you some publicity stills and at least like a minute trailer. Yeah. Like they were able to sort of make a trailer for the flash when they did their panel based off of the partial footage they had before the end of, before they had to shut down. Cause they were in the middle of filming an episode when they shut down. So they were able to take the footage they had and turn that into a, uh, a trailer for the new season. Yeah. So, so that could be, that could very well be it. There could be a trailer or at least something within a month, um, which I would really excited for. I wish I like I will forever wish that they recast Kate or at least announce they were recasting Kate initially. I am interested to see this new character and what her how she's going to fit in with these others and her dynamic. Um, but I think I'm. I am most interested to see like what happens, what happens with Sephia, what happens with Alice. Um, I would assume Julia's coming back. We haven't heard that she isn't, um, but her and Sophie were still together, which I assume is going to remain a thing. Yep. Because I do so, not want Sophie and Ryan. Like I don't need them trying to make Ryan everything that Kate was. Does that make sense? Agreed. I think they really. I think they need, they need to, to separate do a lot. the two. They need to separate the two, and it's weird. This is just such a weird situation, and I I understand anyone that is upset with with not having Kate, um, but I don't know. This this could be a really fun season. It could be a train wreck, but I don't think it will be. I don't think it will um, be either, but it's going to be very interesting, and I'm kind of really excited to see where it goes, and I'm kind of really excited to see what we think. Because I get yeah. the feeling we might not necessarily be on the same page, you and I, which should be for make for some very interesting podcast discussions. Uh, I agree. So make sure, everybody, that you let us know what you think when the show actually does come back. Uh, by all means, email us at BatwomanTVTalk at Gmail. Tweet at us at BatwomanTVTalk on Twitter, and we'll read we'll read any email you send or or tweet or message on Twitter, um, telling us what you think about Ryan Wilder, what you think about the new season. Are you excited? What do you think is going to happen? Where do you think Kate is? All of these questions better be answered in the first episode. Please. One episode. That's it. Or at least have us answer some questions and leave us with others. Like, you have to give us something. And this first episode has to be really good. Because this yes. is going to be – this is this is a landmark season in a lot of ways. Because this is new territory, and I don't really think a show has done this before. So you've got to come out swinging, and you've yeah, got to hit it. Like, you definitely have 
shows that have switched over main characters after many seasons, like ER. People came and went on ER. Uh, people came and went on West Wing. Yes. Like any time a show goes on for multiple, multiple seasons, people will but, always come and go. But you lost the the entire the name of the show. I mean, you basically, if we're going to make a comparison to the West Wing, it would be like killing off Jed Bartlett in season two. Right. Wasn't uh, I think that was season two's cliffhanger, wasn't it? No, that was his when, MS reveal. That was season two. So that was, was season, season two. Was season one the season where they got shot at? Yes, that was the end of season one. That was okay. Um, I'm actually I've been rewatching it, and I'm I've got three more episodes left. Oh, that final season is so hard to watch. Ah, uh, a little bit. I mean, I mean, it's good, but with I think the season. Oh yeah, I I just got. I just watched the funeral. Yeah. Episode. Like we owe, I just, if John McGarry had lived, I think a, the show would have continued and B the show would have had a completely different ending. Um, no. Cause they had already said they were wrapping up that season. Was it already decided before? Yeah. He died? Yep. Yeah, it was. It was weird though. Cause I was, I, when I watched the funeral episode, the one thing I thought was, uh, Sam Seaborn wasn't in that episode. And I'm like, why didn't Sam come back for the funeral? And then I was like, and then I was like, oh, I probably couldn't get Rob Lowe. He was off doing something. And then, like, the very next episode, Rob Lowe's back. And I'm like, hmm. he might have been filming something and couldn't get away, but was able it's to very, get away. Yeah, from... it's very possible. I just wasn't it was... brother and sisters, brothers and sisters on at the same time. And it's it might have been because I, I know it was too it was too early for Parks and Rec. But it might have been brothers and sisters. Yeah, I mean, it very well could have been. I just, I just thought it was weird that like he's gonna be in the final four episodes, but he wasn't in that one episode. But uh, Batwoman TV Talk at Gmail, Batwoman TV Talk on Twitter. Where can the people reach you? I am at xo Tony Roney xo on Twitter. All right, that is good. Um, we somehow talked about an hour and thirteen minutes on uh, God knows what. <laughs> I love that we do that. We just talk and it just kind of happens. I swear we'll be more on track when the episodes actually start up again. We're I pretty much promise. doing these We're pretty much doing these episodes so we don't get as rusty <laughs> at doing also this. Also because we miss each other. <laughs> this is true. Um so until we get a trailer, we will uh talk to you later. The bat signal is shining, so we are going to get the hell out of here. We'll see everybody later. Bye.